Let me talk to you a little bit about Jace Medical. The American Society of Healthcare Pharmacists, the group that tracks the production of medications around the world, has declared a worldwide shortage of antibiotics, specifically amoxicillin. Well, that's kind of an important drug, right? I want to talk to you about Jace Medical, the Jace case from Jace Medical. It is a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. They have five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a lot, uh, a long list of bacterial infections. Um, you can have it on hand. Get the Jace case. You'll get five different kinds of flights of uh, antibiotics. Please check this out at Jace, J A. SEMedical.com. Jace Medical. Use the offer code BEC10 at checkout. Save $10 off your order. JaceMedical.com. Let me tell you, uh, in hour number one of this podcast broadcast today, I spoke about where's the plan from the GOP? Where is the plan? This is what the uh, Freedom Caucus is standing up against. The lack of any plan, of any strategy to get us back to a constitutional republic. They just would like us to follow the Constitution, maybe from time to time. And I gave you an outline of a plan in our number one of today's podcast. For the next couple of minutes, I want to introduce you to somebody who is a conservative activist that is actually doing something. And I want to encourage you to join him in this effort. We... For some reason, the GOP doesn't do all of the legal things we can do. When you hear ballot harvesting, you think, oh boy, that's bad. Well, no, no, no. Legal ballot harvesting is fine. And in some states, there's legal ballot harvesting. We don't engage in that. It's legal, and we don't engage in that. Well, where do you think they're beating us on the margins? Where do you think they're beating us? Why aren't we doing that? Well, I got a guy on next who says we are doing it and I like some help. We talk to him next. First, Michael wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says Relief Factor helped to almost completely eliminate my elbow elbow pain when I couldn't find any other solutions. It's a great product and has helped me with a lot of other aches and pains. Since I started Relief Factor, I feel like I've got more energy and generally I feel better. Thank you so much for a great product. You're welcome, Michael. Thanks for writing in. Relief Factor, it doesn't work for everybody, but about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more because it has four uh, key ingredients that fight inflammation in your body, which is 
um, ibuprofen only has one. This has four different angles that it hits inflammation, and that's why it works for so many people. Works for me. Try it. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number four relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Scott Pressler is with us now, uh, and uh, uh, we were having a uh, conversation um gosh a while back he was on i think we were talking about uh cleanup day in baltimore and he was he was part of that um he is joining us now to talk about ballot legal ballot harvesting how you doing scott thank you so much for having me good morning you bet so you are i love this you're an eagle scout aren't you Yes, sir. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I think I remember that from. Oh, we're going to clean up. Uh, we're going to clean up Baltimore. Okay, try not to get stabbed to death. Um, but uh, now you're on to legal ballot harvesting. Harvesting. Tell me uh, what it is, where it's legal, what the difference between legal and legal is, and why it's important. Well, first, if I may. I want to explain why we're going to engage in legal ballot harvesting. And we saw this in Arizona. We saw this in Harris County, Texas, that, you know, 30 percent of Republican voters are going to vote early or do mail in. But the strong majority, 70 percent, are going to wait until Election Day. And we saw in Arizona that by waiting for that one day to vote, it only took one day of tabulation errors and machine errors. And in Harris County, we had polling locations that ran out of paper ballots as early as 7.30 a.m. on Election Day. And wow. so my argument to I everyone mean, that <laughs> You wouldn't expect more than, I don't know, 150 people to come and vote. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It wasn't just negligence, in my opinion. Right. And therefore... My argument to the American people is, look, we cannot simply wait for Election Day because there are now months of early voting. I mean, literally, in my Commonwealth of Virginia, we have 45 days of early voting. So that means that we must encourage early in-person, early voting, mail-in voting, Election Day voting, and where it is legal, engage in ballot harvesting so explain because i know you're writing a manual on this if i'm not mistaken explain what ballot harvesting means sure so ballot harvesting just refers to the practice of somebody else returning a ballot on behalf of a voter so ballot harvesting could mean my turning in my mom's absentee ballot for her because she's either disabled or sick or out of the country, whatever the reason may be. That's ballot harvesting. And I really want to uh, differentiate because when people think of ballot harvesting, they probably think of like, oh, one person is turning in a thousand ballots. Right. Certainly that is ballot harvesting. But I want to say that each of us could actually become a ballot harvester by even doing one ballot. I mean, that can double the amount of Republicans that are actually engaging in elections that each of us do legal ballot harvesting. And here's an example in Oregon. I just got off the phone with Oregon, and I will be visiting soon, by the way. Oh, sorry but for that. Oregon, they, <laughs> hey, we got to bring the fight to even the blue. Oh, I know. Blue. I know. I know. And half that state is red, red, red. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's only these cities that control them. But we're going to change that. And in Oregon, you can create your own unofficial Dropbox locations. So literally, I could have a house party. I could have a Dropbox location at a gun shop, a gun show, a church. If President Trump or Governor Ron DeSantis came and did a rally, I could set up a Dropbox location and have every Trumper and Republican turn in their ballot at the rally and then give them information on how to chase ballots for other people. And it was the successes of California, where we did legal ballot harvesting, New York, where we did legal ballot harvesting, and the state of Florida, that is the reason why we have a Republican narrow majority today. So I am writing a ballot harvesting manual. I predict that I'll be done within the next two weeks. And I'm going to start making this available to conservatives across the country so they know the rules. They know the regulations, and we're going to play the same game the Democrats are have done in order to elect Republicans going into 2023 and 2024. This is what's so frustrating, because I, I don't want to do anything illegal. Uh, I want to make sure that every valid ballot uh, is counted uh, yeah. and is accounted for. Uh, but we are not even doing the things you're allowed to do. Um, that are legal to do. We don't, we just, we let them master things um, and then they always take it into the, the dirt. But if we even want to be competitive, we have to do everything that is legal to do because well, they are just outmaneuvering us. Well, and I'd like to expand upon that as well, because, for example, in the state of Colorado, any person, you don't even have to be a citizen. I can turn in up to 10 absentee ballots in the state of Colorado. But here's the kicker. In Wyoming, there are no laws or statutes that prohibit ballot harvesting whatsoever. Wyoming is one of the bloodiest of red states. So therefore, here, here's the methodology or the thinking that we have to have going forward. We as Republicans are going to engage in legal ballot harvesting where it is applicable and in states that we control the governorship and the legislatures, we should move to ban ballot harvesting in those states. So, for example, why is it not banned in North Dakota or South Dakota or Wyoming or et cetera? There's only one state in the entire country that does not allow for ballot harvesting, and that's Alabama. And I think that's... Holy inex- cow. I thought it, this it, was... I didn't realize that it was legal everywhere so define illegal ballot harvesting well it's it's actually very nebulous and ambiguous i'm not going to name names because i don't do that but i called an elections office in a blue state and i asked are there any laws or statutes that prohibit another person from turning in a ballot for somebody else And the only answer I got was the voter has to be the one that signs the ballot. And I said, well, you know, could I mail in the ballot for somebody on their behalf? And the answer I got was, well, we're not going to know who mailed in a ballot regardless. And I don't like that answer. I don't like that answer at all. There's no chain of custody and it's so ambiguous. And there are so many loopholes in reading all the laws that the majority of these laws don't even uh, talk about drop boxes. And so I think there's a lot of room 
that we can use these laws to our advantage. And again, I'm not doing anything uh, illegal. This is all going to be by the book and making sure that where things are prohibited, we will not engage and where things are legal, we will engage. Yeah, we, we have to engage where we can. I would love for it to be day only show up at the ballot box voting. I would love that. But that's not where we are. Uh, I would love no drop boxes. I think those are a nightmare. You have to put the ballot in. If it's a three week thing, you have to show up. You have to be the one that put it in. But that's not what we're dealing with. So if that's not the law, then we must engage in what everything that is legal to do. Absolutely. Well, and look at Pennsylvania, for example. One last reason why we must do early voting is by the time that Fetterman and Dr. Oz had their first and only date, 500,000 Pennsylvanians had already voted. And four out of those five voters were Democratic voters. So they were already banking votes while the majority of Republicans were waiting. And the last thing that I want to say, Glenn, is despite what happens with the RNC vote on January 27th, I am going to be working with a PAC to create an infrastructure for absentee voting and early voting that's going to engage in states like Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, all of the swings to make sure that the GOP, if they don't have an infrastructure, that we will have one outside of the Republican Party ensure the job gets done good i have to i have to tell you this this is why you you make your kid become an eagle an eagle scout this is this is what you get out of it in the end somebody who will actually get it done and do it right so uh scott please send me a copy of the book we'll have you on is it is it possible then that where where your state is voting and you can have a drop box that we could all have like a Tupperware party or a uh, I could do like, a, I don't know, we could do a special show that is only on that night and uh, you get special ac- access if you have a party at your house and they fill them all out and that group can take those then and turn them in. Is, is that possible? Is that legal? Absolutely. There, there are some are states that. that we're going to have to kind of figure that out. But let well, me tell you, Nevada, it, yeah. Oregon, New York, California, yes, we can have those Tupperware parties. Well, we're, then we're, we're going to. Then I strongly <laughs> advise, if you're not moving, then just, just have a Tupperware party. You know what I'm saying? Find all the, you know who they are. In New York, there's like five conservatives. So you know who they are. Um, but uh, uh, thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate it. And we will be in touch. Please. Keep us informed along the way so we can help. I will. And you will be getting a signed copy of the ballot harvest. Well, that's what I was looking for. That's what I was hoping for. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Um, that's Scott Pressler. Uh, and again, I, I nothing illegal. I want transparency. But as long as things remain on the books, We have got to beat them at their own game when it comes to legal votes. Uh, Have to do it all. Have to do it all. All right. Back in just a minute. These days, your personal information is floating all around the place on the Internet. Uh, In the era of social media where 
Platforms like Instagram have become the top app cyber criminals use to run their online scams. You need to be prepared to protect yourself in every way you can. Here's one thing you can do, and it's the easiest thing you can do. You can hire somebody else to watch for you. You can get the people at LifeLock, who I think they're the best in the in cybersecurity. They've been in it since the very beginning. I mean, they were doing it where like people will steal your credit card, and you're like, I'll I'll, I'll stand on the street corner and shout my my uh, my social security number out. What difference does it make? Well, it makes a lot of difference, especially now. They have preventative measures to keep you safe and prevent anything from happening. And then this is where it's really great. A restoration team. If something does slip by, because nobody can stop everything and they can help restore your information and your good name. Save 25% off your first year now with the promo code back. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. A couple interesting things about that, that approach, Glenn, on engaging in these things that the laws essentially you might not like. Number one. You know, the best way to get these things changed is to engage in them, because the reason why ballot ballot harvesting is legal and why it's encouraged and it's all in all these blue states is because Democrats feel they get an advantage out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. They believe they're they're winning Mm -hmm. elections because of it. That's why it's there. So if you go there and you play on that field and you take that advantage away and maybe get an advantage yourself. All of a sudden, they're going to want those laws to go away. And honestly, that's a, the best outcome of what, all of it. Look at what happened. They say, uh, you you can't be on network television. You can't do these things. Yeah. You know, you go find your own place on the Internet when it was a joke. Now it's not a joke. Mm-hmm. And the right dominates. We dominate because we had to. And now they want now to shut it down. They, they, now they want to shut it all down. Exactly. Shut the voices when down. When they had the big advantage at the beginning, they didn't want to shut it down. They, right. they, of course, it's free speech. Correct. Now Correct. that goes away. Mm-hmm. Secondarily, and it's it's one of the more, uh, you know, obviously people have their feelings about the 2020 election. We know that. Uh, but one of the more <laughs> compelling pieces of evidence, if you don't think it's stolen, is the idea that when you look at all 50 states uh, from 2016 to 2020, almost all of them. Donald Trump underperformed in almost all the states from from 2016 to 2020. Mm. And you'd think like, well, if you're stealing an election, you're not stealing votes in like, I don't know, Alabama, right? Like, it, why mm-hmm. did he underperform by almost the same percentage in almost every state? And in fact, he actually performed better in swing states. So again, if you're stealing the election, it would be weird to steal more votes in the yeah, other the states. states like, yeah. So, you know, and you can believe that or you're not believe it. But one of the things, the most interesting part of that analysis is there is one state where he performed totally out of line with almost every other state. 49 out of the 50, he's right in a very small window of how he performed in relation to 2016. One state is different. One. That state is the state of Florida. Hmm. It is also the one state that Donald Trump outwardly said it was okay to vote by mail he opposed it all over the country but when he first started opposing it 
people in Florida said, wait a minute, you don't understand how many older voters you have that are going to vote by mail. You don't want to say that to people in Florida. And Trump came out and said, hey, not in Florida. Florida, they do it right. It's okay in Florida to vote by mail. And it was by far his best performing state in the 2020 election. I hate early ballots. I, I, you know, it's, I hate early it's ballots. I done. hate voting by mail. But I got to tell you, if we don't, we lose every time. If you do out. not engage in it, you will lose. lose. The, the, the market right now, the market of voters are saying, you know, I kind of like voting early. I kind of like voting by mail. Now, fight hard to get those laws changed. Yes. But once the rules of the game are in place, you better play by them. It's like, you know, there are people who, uh, you know, I know you're a huge NBA fan, Glenn, and it's like there were people. There were people, coaches, who were against the three-point shot coming into play back in the day. And they said, I don't like this newfangled thing. It's silly. It's not It's not authentic. It's not pure basketball. It's not and metal so, lark lemon. Right. Sure. And so they decided to not go after players who could shoot it. And they didn't design their offense to play with it. And over time, those coaches went extinct because... People figured out, hey, this shot that's worth three points is better than the other shots that are worth two points. They designed offenses around it. They spaced the floor differently. People like Steph Curry came in. Now, that's almost all they shoot. If you are going to be a holdout and say, look, I don't want to play with a three-point shot, you're going to lose. Now, every offseason, you can go to the NBA and say, stop the three-point shot. It's stupid. And once you get that change done, you can go back to playing your old way. But you can't play that way when the rules are the other way. You will lose every single time. Well, that's why I don't make holes in one when I golf. Because hole a hole in one, you should get like 10 points for that. Right. And they only give you one. So you don't and go for them. So I don't go for them. Wow. I mean, that's, uh, that's not a high score wins. How and good of a I golfer are you? More, hmm? Are you a good golfer? Oh, or my. Do you lose do I every time? Do I look like a good golfer? <laughs> you know, of all the sports, <laughs> I can see you playing. Golf no, is... come on. More than bowling? Okay, not bowling. Yeah. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, some uh, really famous traders, gold traders, uh, precious metals. Uh, JC Parents, who runs uh, allstarcharts.com, indicated just recently gold may reach $5,000 an ounce uh, sooner than we might expect, maybe by the end of the year. Um, Swiss Asia Capital CIO claimed that it'll reach $4,000 an ounce this year. I hope that doesn't happen because that means other really bad things are happening. Um, but it is a hedge against insanity. That's what gold is for. When everything else is going down the tube, gold is there and it's stable. And that's why the price of gold goes up with every tube of 25 of the one quarter ounce gold Mayflower Beck rounds. This is to celebrate the 400th year of the Mayflower. Uh, you'll also receive at no charge 10 one ounce silver Mayflower rounds and uh, 50 of the Mind Your Business Silver Gram Bars. This is amazing. Gold and silver together right at Goldline. Call them now. Goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. 
We have an encouraging update on the condition of Damar Hamlin coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much for listening. It is Thursday. Uh, I don't know about you, but I mean, I came to work yesterday for the first day. These three-day work weeks, everybody should have them. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody should have them. I mean, you know, you could work hard like Johnny Carson used to and do four nights, Mm. but three really is the secret. Maybe two. The only thing I don't like about your schedule this week is you're doing three in a row. I think you should spread them out a little bit. Like over a month? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. I could do three shows like a that. week, but over a month. We should talk about this at some point. There is a real movement going on for a four-day work week. And I, I think I it's am, real. I'm I think it's real. It's gonna, I think it's coming. I'm I think we're going to have it. You know, you know why we will? Because, I mean, did you see the McDonald's here in Texas that there's not a human in mm-hmm. the store? Yep. N- no human. Well, yeah. Like, you, you well, go one, in. One person is like. Load the machine. They're cooking the stuff, right? But that you're, you're, there's no cashiers. No, I think they're overseeing the cooking. Yeah, I they're, think over, the, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're just like machine working. Yeah, okay. And like they, it's like a, it was an old bank, I believe, right? Yeah. And you walk, you go through the drive-through, and like it comes down a chute, and you just get your food. Yeah, there's and, like uh, nobody. And I mean, that is coming. We've been talking about this, and it was like, uh, you know, you're not gonna put machines on. Yeah. Well, you know what? By people not willing to work. You know, I am still, still working on my house. <laughs> well, okay. How long until it's done? Do you have any idea? Two weeks. A couple of weeks. Uh, and the thing is, um, the contractors cannot get people to work. So in my situation, I have a contractor who has... Um, started working with five other contractors in the area and they're all the bosses and the owners and stuff. And they're just working together as a crew. They'll go work on my house for a week and then they'll go to somebody else's house and then they'll go to somebody else's house and they're sharing the bird because they can't get anybody to work. Mm. I a- mean, who can we please America? It, you know, there is something, and I don't think the younger generation understands you get self-worth out of working. You do. You feel better about yourself. You, you, you just do. From the guy who just said he wants to work three-day work weeks. Oh, I've, take already it to the done bank. It. I've already done all that hard work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did that for about 20 minutes in 1987. Yeah, you're all set. I'm set. You're all set. Okay. Um, but I do actually think there is a real movement of that there coming. And it will happen because of all of the jobs that are going to be lost. I think that's part of it. I think yeah. that's one of the ways society reacts yeah. to the mass automation. You know, have you been following the chat GPT stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, over- oh, I've got to show you something. Yeah. I asked it. Uh, I asked it. Uh, can you tell me about Glenn Beck? And it put all the stuff. And then I said, is, is he a good guy or a bad guy? And uh, it, you know, gave me a bunch of gobbledygook that was like, oh, you know, we can't tell. We're, you know, we're not judges. We're, we're right. just here as a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I asked it to find information on Afghanistan. And it actually kind of argued with me that Glenn Beck didn't involve his audience and they didn't do anything in Afghanistan to rescue people. Okay. You asked and, it about get Afghanistan as it relates to you. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
it said it has no access to any of that information. That information is available. Why is this this chat box that is is Google is afraid of it because Mm -hmm. Google said it's going to replace us. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, it has no access to that information. Don't fear the machine. Fear the programming of the machine. Yeah, no, it's it's true. And I think, too, in, a, in addition to just how it will manipulate information, because a lot of people are using it that way. They're asking chat GBT, GBT questions, right? Like, hey, give me this. And they're getting what they feel are better results than you can find at Google, right? I, I mean, I'm running simultaneously doing this show to see what it says compared to you. Yeah. And it's, it's got to be much better, better, right? It's, it's got to be better. better. I mean, it's much better. You know, <laughs> and all it needs is two AA batteries yeah. to, get to achieve that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they... It's also a creator. And what's interesting about it is like you could say, uh, write me a story about Glenn Beck going to the moon in the style of Agatha Christie. Mm -hmm. And you'll just it will just write one in seconds. Mm -hmm. And like now they're talking about these many jobs of people who who write content online, whether it's promotional content or news content or creative content. You can just farm them out to chat GBT. And it uh, gets you something pretty close so uh, to a really the, good result, almost instantaneously. We are at the place. We should go back and get that Ray Kurzweil uh, interview and yeah. the interview with the Google guys. Remember? I had Eric that Schmidt mm-hmm. um, from Google. Yeah, we should go back and look at those because all the things we talked about and I was like warning against and I'm like, uh, so what do you think is going to happen here? Mm-hmm. Um it's all it's all happening now. And I was thinking about this with uh, Ray Kurzweil when he was on. Uh, this is 10 years ago, maybe. And I said to him, aren't these things going to make us weaker? Because, for instance, right now, you just ask Google any question. No, nobody looks anything up anymore. And you don't even, you know, you used to have to work for it. What was the name of that guy? Yeah. And you'd get people involved and then you'd have it close and then you worked for it. You know what I mean? And that work helped you remember it a mm-hmm. second time. Now, you don't have to remember anything. Hey, Google, what is blah, blah, blah. And it will. I'm sorry for that if I set your. Yeah, right. Your, right. Um, <laughs> your device off. Your sorry device about off. That. Sorry. Yep. Um, but uh, it, you know, it, it weakens us. If you start taking and producing everything all the creative you are nothing in a generation you're nothing but a cog in the wheel mm-hmm. and you also don't know what's true right like for example um there's a bunch of people out there very few in one in general sense but there's a sort of a movement out of there to own your own media right like if you want a movie or a series, right? You buy the DVD, have physical media, because if you just buy the stuff online, you never know what's going to happen with it. It's kind of true, right? Like, so you go back and, you know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. A series has been on for, I think, six, 16 years, 16 mm-hmm. seasons. They've now banned five or six of the episodes for some sort of ridiculous oh, standard wow. of... of of uh, wokeness, wokeness on, uh, yeah. on a program that is wildly unwoke that, intentionally that literally in multiple episodes uses the n-word like it's right. that offensive some of those episodes are still online but other episodes where you know one of the characters 
you know, she thinks she's a comedian. She comes up with a terrible character that is offensive, as offensive racial stereotype. Again, it's not being praised in the series. It's being mocked. But they've banned these because she wears blackface or something. I mean, it's the, the idiocy anyway, and the yeah. double standard. But again, that show no longer exists if you don't have physical media. I mean, you could dig it up somewhere online. But if you, the per- the, what you purchased, you no longer have purchased. Think about that when it comes to a fact argument. A book will tell you the books that you, the documents you keep saving, right, Glenn? You keep mm-hmm. purchasing and saving to make sure that they don't mm-hmm. go away. Those documents exist. You can look at them and you can see them. And they were at least at one point online. But what happens when one of those documents is offensive? What happens when one of those documents doesn't support the narrative? What happens when one of those documents needs to be censored for whatever reason? And you can't find it anymore. And the history changes a little bit. And maybe Glenn wasn't a guy who was helping people in Afghanistan escape. He was making the problem much worse and in the way of government officials. When those things change, there's no way to know. And if all you're doing is asking uh, I won't name the devices because they'll all go mm-hmm. off and, and, and yell at you. You mean like Alexa? Right. Yes, like that one. Because <laughs> uh, that's what my kids do. I see mm-hmm. it happen all oh, the time. Oh, I know, I know. It, instead of trying to remember it, they're just like, hey. Uh, Sarah. Name, Sarah. Hey, Sarah, <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's the answer to this? What time is this happening? What What's the, you know, and it's like, that is a problem because you're not, you're not internalizing it. It's not being held by you. You're, you Correct. don't know the knowledge. It's there, just like, I yes. can access it whenever I need to when this device is and there. And what happens when you can't access the information? Mm, right. I mean, that is coming at some point just because the world will break down at some point. It will. I mean, it might be a thousand years from now. Could be tomorrow. Could be in a way we don't expect. Right. But what happens when you can't access that information you stand around the machine and keep pushing the button going food 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 brondo Mm -hmm. food yeah and not to to, you just mentioned the ray kurzweil interview that we did years ago uh i mean what happens when we get to the singularity I mean, that's down the line, but when the ac- when the information is just like, I'm going to access this pod of information and it's going to be implanted essentially into my brain, matrix style, right? Transhumanism is coming faster than you think. Right. When that happens, again, where's who's controlling what you're importing? How do you know what you think and what the algorithm <laughs> wants you to think? <laughs> we are so screwed. I mean, we are. It's just, it's just... It's crazy. Uh, it's just crazy that we're not talking about these things. By the way, we got to get to the good news. Uh, let me take a quick break and we'll come back with some really good news. Monday night, uh, you know, I think a lot of the country was a little in shock on what happened. Sure, with Demar um, Hamlin, yeah. And we have some good news on that. We'll do that in just a minute. It's time to take your pet experience to the next level. You love your dog, you want him to be both healthy and happy. And that's why maybe you should try Rough Greens. Now, if you have a cat, well, who cares? But dogs? I started feeding my dog Uno Rough Greens over a year ago. Uh, as I've told you many times on the program, he is a completely different dog. He's a, uh, he was like a puppy again. I mean, I think it gave him probably an, at least a year on his life. I mean, I don't have any data that would back that up. I just feel like... He changed and he became younger and healthier. Um, and 
this is where he is now is kind of where he was. What was it? Two and a half years ago, three years ago when I started giving him rough greens. Um, I think it bought him time and it's been good time with the family. Uh, the folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love this. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the food. They uh, want to give you a free bag, just a little trial bag for a couple of days so your dog can try it. You make sure that he likes it. If they like it, then, you know, you'll get the next bag. And uh, then you just start watching the changes over the months. It's amazing. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Welcome, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. We have an update for you. Ian Rappaport uh, from uh, Big NFL Reporter. Uh, really encouraging. Uh, reports from Damar Hamlin, his situation, of course, the NFL player uh, collapsed on the field, uh, had to be resuscitated twice on the field before being removed by ambulance. Wow. Um, Here's his his latest update. Damar Hamlin opened his eyes last night and is responsive. Truly incredible. One thing that is very clear from speaking to those close to him, they are endlessly appreciative of the medical care given to Hamlin on the field immediately and then over the last 72 hours. Damar Hamlin has also been gripping the hands of those close to him. Mm. A very positive sign. Okay, so here's the thing. He was, um, the reason why we didn't have updates is because they put him in an induced coma and they needed to lower his body temperature so his his body wouldn't swell. You know, his heart wouldn't swell, his body wouldn't swell. So um, they could treat things, but they had no idea until they started to pull him out of that coma uh, if it was working at all. So apparently it did work, at Seemingly. least to some uh, extent. Mm-hmm. And as he, you know, this is a hard comeback. But. Yeah. Look, you're still talking about someone in critical condition and in intensive care. So you don't want to make any pronouncements of optimism that well, are that's too. Good. But this is a very good development. And you're right. The way they do this, it's really fascinating where they, they cool the body down so much so there's no swelling. And then very slowly... Uh, warm it back yeah, up over on defrost. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, basically, yeah. kind of like on defrost over yeah. a very long period of time, a couple right. of days. They did this to Walt Disney too, you know. No, I don't think he's. No, he was in the freezer, and oh, he'll be. Oh, there's somebody right now that's so pissed at Disney. They're like, I am. I'm putting him not on defrost. I'm putting him on high, oh, and I, don't do that. I will tell you this: that. if 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 I know anything about the current state of the Disney Corporation, they put him in the microwave about 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> it's with a, foil. Yeah, <laughs> sad but true. Yeah. Wrapped him in aluminum foil <laughs> and turned that thing on for three hours because <laughs> I don't ever want to hear from that guy ever again. Uh, it's so sad, but uh, it's, I mean, it's totally unrelated to the the positive developments here. But I was. I I was talking to my wife the other day we were you know we're planning a you know family vacation for later in the year and you know of course the kids they they we went to disneyland uh right before covid and they're right in the prime area era of wanting to go to disneyland and like i was like i mean should we consider disney again she's like no i will not give them any of my money like i mean that is i won't what does and you are the ultimate disney guy i won't you do it literally love disney and the history of disney and you're done. It's my favorite place to go in any place in the world because I love the history of it. 
I love the mechanics. I love all the engineering of it, everything. Uh, and I will never, never give them a dime. No. Nope. That's incredible. It's, it's got to be hitting them. I mean, of course, you see a change at the top of the organization. I don't know that this is going to be a positive change, by the way. But, uh, you know, you get a new CEO. Or the old CEO is now the new CEO back in. How much impact is this? It's got to be massive to Disney. Well, what was There's it a, I saw yesterday? Half the country that, feels this way. Uh, Hollywood lost, what was it, a trillion dollars in revenue last mm. year? Um, from, just from, in their stock and everything else. Mm. The entertainment industry lost a buttload, and it doesn't seem to affect them. No, it doesn't. They just constantly you know, assign responsibility to something else. It's the new technology. It's more competition. And some of that is true. But, but it's also this. Like, it's also you, you know, you want to do a better job and, and have your bottom line go up. Get out of Hollywood and live in a regular small town for a while mm. and just see what real life is like for most of America. 